Today's episode, everyone's favorite kind of people. Let's do it. Are you ready? You can grow ideas in the garden of your mind. Thank you for joining me for the Daily Belief Game. I'm Jeff Stein. Once again, I call it a belief game because uh, what you believe is what you receive. What you think about is what you bring about. It's not so much of whether you believe in a certain science or religion or philosophy, but just that this is a belief game. The story you tell yourself is what will manifest. And you should know that every thought you have is instantly and infinitely correlated to every matching thought to the exact degree to which they match. Literally, just boom, like the pebbles in the pond, as a lot of uh, philosophical and spiritual types like to say. It goes everywhere instantly in all that you are and all that everything is. The moment you have that thought, this is the ultimate supercomputer avatar that you're operating in the holodeck. This is God's will, thy will be done. It is all of it. Everyone is true and right about that. One thing that all the major religions and philosophies agree on is that A, you create with your thoughts, and that B, uh, they will manifest based on what you create, right? Uh, Whatever you pray for, believe you have received it, and it shall be yours. And every desire you have, because desire, love, inspiration, excitement is the power of life. It is added, every time you have a desire, it is added to the aggregate of all of your desires, recalibrating and amending a path toward their manifestation. It's just going to be tried to jockeying into your experience, and the universe has imagined it. God, the universe have imagined it better than you have. I say that at the beginning of every episode because I want you to remind that, get in that zone, get in that feeling like, yes, that's right, thoughts matter. And then we can get into the topic of today's episode again, everyone's favorite kind of people. Now, my favorite, you know, scientific, spiritual, religious and or philosophical, philosophical people have the same thought habit that makes them my favorite kind of people. And that is that they look at the world and wonder about it and their place in it. They're people who choose curiosity over certainty, right? Evolution over resolution, People who learn and discover over those who rely upon strength of conviction. They're not looking to make you know strong judgments and conclusions, but my favorite kind of people would rather have observations neutrally and explanations. With the ugly parts, they even go further than that and they go and default towards forgiveness. And that's built in the curiosity. Looking to know and understand, not just you know determine and categorize. For instance, are you doing that? Are you categorizing as a neutral observer to learn and discover the diversity of the world? Or are you putting people and things and ideas into categories so you can reject, refuse, or exclude? Are you trying to see the benefit of people in your life, various people, personalities, and pursuits? Or are you trying to identify the problems, the faults, and the dangers of of wrongdoers or the bad apples or the enemies? Because our brains, as you know, are both comparative and imaginative. And which one is the dominant part is, is your choice. You decide which part to make dominant. And, of course, one is, is, is that lazy lizard brain, monkey brain kind of been there, done that, seen that. Right? The kind of comparative part of the brain that just says, been there, done that, seen that, it looks like this. 
even if it isn't really, they just it just the brain just automatically categorizes it to what it previously thought it looked like or is similar to. It's comparative. And then the other part is literally summoning the power of the universe and broader consciousness and God as your tool, letting life flow through you in a time-space reality. Right? And my favorite people are the imaginative ones. The, 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 the comparative part of your brain is going to work anyway. It's not like you're going to lose it, right? You don't need to, but you don't need to taint it with your condemnation. I love the people that say, I do not know what this is for. Right? They just go into experiences. I don't know what this is for. I can't wait to find out, but I'm excited. I'm thrilled to find out. They have an eagerness to discover over a strength of conviction once again. And I know you say, wait a minute, don't you value strength of conviction? Strength of conviction, that's good, right? Well, n- not if you're just trying to identify enemies and bad circumstances and then strengthen your resolve to destroy or ban them from existence. You can't destroy or ban anything from existence. You only inflate it when you put your attention to it. Whatever you focus on expands, right? But yes, if you are trying to, you know, strengthen your conviction uh, on the area that, that, that love is better than fear, that kindness gets more done than cruelty, that inspiration is more effective than desperation, then that's just a different kind of strength of conviction. And so it really is context. Uh, but when I say strength of conviction, I mean somebody who's shutting it down. I mean, uh, you know, because a conviction of love is great. Conviction of conviction of trying to convict others of being the attacker to your victimhood is not so much. And that's what a lot of strength and conviction ends up being do, ends up being about. And so curiosity will always get you though. There are my these are my favorite people, and 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 they're everyone's favorite people, the curious, imaginative types, because because they're neutral observers. Imagining a world that is fascinating, exciting, diverse, and they love diversity because the new idea is what's exciting. You don't want to just compare it to everything else and categorize. You want something new. And they embrace the truth that makes them you know, the best friends, the best lovers, the best family members to have because their judgment is low and, they're for- and they forgive by default because they're curious. You know, forgiveness and curiosity go together. It would be like uh, catching you know, someone in a lie, right? You know, and people lie all the time for all kinds of different reasons. And, and and a curious, imaginative person, rather than deciding to use that lie as a as a disqualifying choice, right? You know, that that disqualifies them. The curious mind seems to try to understand the fear that that person had, which convinced them that lying is less painful or terrifying than the truth would be. That's why you lie, right? The curious mind forgives the liar for seeing their options as being between a huge exposure to shame or guilt or loss or failure or a lie (laughs) that would be, you know, painful if revealed, but possibly less painful than the known disaster of the truth, which would, you know, in their perception would create, again, shame, guilt, loss, failure. And so they lie to take that path of the, the of least resistance. And if you are a curious person and you're imaginative, you can recognize that and go. And then when somebody lies to you, you can say, you know, um, you don't have to lie. You don't have to try to cover that. I can see where this is that that's being true could be very painful to you, but we'll get through it. And I will still accept you and understand if you've made a mistake. Let's just do it. You know, one of the great things about Common Core that uh, a lot of teachers like this this slogan of try, struggle, fail, fix, learn. Try, struggle, fail, fix, learn. It's very forgiving. Just try it. You're going to struggle. You know you are. You're going to fail. Great. Then you fix it and you learn. And then you won't be so uh, strength of conviction to, uh, to disqualify liars. And instead, you'll be identifying who you like. So if you want to be this kind of person, here's your homework. First, 
Notice your uncomfortable judgments, right? <laughs> Notice when you go, wow, I really, I really hate that person. <laughs> I've already disqualified that person. I see them as dangerous. And, and instead of being curious about the legitimacy of the conclusions that they're making, uh, by identi- that you can identify if you look at their fear, I'm just going to go ahead and judge this person. I'm, first, notice your uncomfortable judgments. All right. Second, ramp up the dominance of your curious side by asking someone in your life that you know, you know questions you've never asked before. Think of some questions. Today, your job is to go find a question you've never asked before. Like, I, I, I'm crazy conversational. You know, I like people. I love people, all people, even the sucky ones. So I just open my mouth and I'll say, I'm curious. And I don't even know what's going to come out of my mouth, <laughs> you know. And, see, and I'll say, like, you know, I'm curious. Uh, when did you move here? You know, I'm curious. Uh, uh, you know, what, what, was the, what was your previous home like? You know, what do seasons feel like there? We don't have seasons in Los Angeles. So <laughs> what do seasons feel like there? Uh, you know, and see what comes out. I had a coworker who used to always say, uh, an office mate, he would say, let me ask you this. And he, it was great because he just always had to let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. He was curious all the time. You know, here's another one, too. If you haven't seen one, you see someone you haven't seen in a while, instead of just asking, how are you? How are you doing? Ask, what's good in your life? Something more curious, you know, or what are you looking forward to? Or, you know, what's the biggest thing you've learned in the past few months? Um, my favorite one is I see people I haven't seen in a while and I say, I'm curious, what's the most fun you've had in the past six months? Tell me, what's good? What's been happening that's been fun? Anything, a movie, a television show, a show, you, something you went to, something you saw, something you, you made. And it's, first of all, you will find this question one of the most telling questions uh, you've ever asked because it teaches, because when you ask it, when you get curious, it will teach you about you. You will be in a state where you will be open to the truth of who you are. And as I said in the top of this segment, you will be open to all those desires that you have created that are trying to amend and get into your experience. The universe is trying to bring those ships into your harbor. And you can ignore that harbor over and over again and go, nah, it's not going to work. I can't. Or you can be curious and go, what is this for? I don't know what this is for. I can't wait to find out. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm Jeff Stein, and you can find me at jeffs-world.com, jeffsworld.com. My co-conspirators and I help people, companies, and organizations cultivate, sustain, accelerate, and become inspiration in action. We obsess over happiness and love and fulfillment and teaching people tricks and cheats so you can live an authentic, fun, purpose-driven life as soon as possible. There's no point in waiting for your life to show up. You can do it now. Please think responsibly. You want answers? I don't know. Embrace it. Just asking. Life is choice. The power to create happiness. You can choose to be a victim or anything else you'd like to be. You want to change the world? Don't know how to begin. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It's the right path. It's a path made of principle that leads to character. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. Come on. Come on. Hey, come on. Come on. Come on, 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 come on,